Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Flight Cool Shit Powered by Lyft Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. And, and it's back. Friday. It is Friday? Let me turn the heater off. It's another it's another day of day of release recording for us. I like this stuff. We we seem to do our best work the day of. Well, if if last week's episode is <laughs> any indication. <laughs> of of just top notch top notch reporting of was of, it good i mean I, we got a lot of feedback i know it was awesome we got good feedback um, too brighten my yeah name. thank you guys for the feedback um i would say in general a lot of people have agreed agreed with your sentiments i know that's what made me feel a little bit better so thank you um all of y'all out there um appreciate that it's an interesting dynamic right the the it's just uh this this yeah okay I, i'm gonna take one step back i i just i just remembered this i actually had a dream <laughs> last night that i was at a contest competing that counts that technically counts so um congratulations so <laughs> I, <do>? I've, <laughs> I've checked the box i think i did okay i think i did Great. okay <laughs> some of the judges scores you wouldn't agree with but okay yeah um did you did you beat rob holland i beat rob holland yep <laughs> yep um somebody bailed out and um i went and collected their shoot and they were fine i don't know this is a, it's the weirdest fucking dream um <laughs> yeah i know it was very odd but um yeah so i i did have that dream but um yeah this com- this the this competition world this contest world uh fucking weird it, it's an odd one man that's uh, an odd one it's just kind of a funny just a funny hobby slash it's a professional hobby right um i wouldn't go that far well i guess i mean what i'm thinking about like in terms of the french you know like it's such a different it, it's just so like what other industry do you have people playing in the same sandbox that view what they're doing Everybody takes it seriously. That's, I'm not saying that people don't take it seriously, but yeah, they're playing in the same sandbox with the same airplanes, and yet the infrastructure or the mentality or the idea behind what they're doing is so different, and the paths that they each take are so different. Like everybody in F1 has an F1 team and a, <laughs> and a professionally paid team, and everybody's on the same page, you know. Um, I mean, I can, I can name up dozens of examples, but it's just yeah. interesting. I'm it's just thinking about like how... F1 and like having like, and here comes AJ Wilder. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's just so, you know, we expect the same results, but yeah, it's all, we talk about it a million times and there's nothing to be negative. It's just like, I think you gotta be, well, I've said it like, you gotta be realistic in your goals, right? Yeah. You know, like it's, you're already doing an incredible thing flying acro. Or flying and just flying in general is incredible. But like, you know, flying an airplane upside down and doing all this, uh, 
um, arresty, you know, maneuvers inside a, a three dimension, all the cliche statements like that's it's already incredible. So like, you know, I think being realistic and and being happy with with just that is is important to the to the once a week pilot that trains. You know, like if you're only training a little bit, like you can't expect to have to be on the same level as others. But um, but yeah. Um, so where was the contest? Who was the CD? my mind? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. These are all great questions. I think it probably has a little bit to do with um. So, um. My buddy Dean, who's a Chapter 38 member, he's going to be CD for the um, Tracy contest this year. And then Joe, um, Joey Boflex, is uh, kind of helping out with um, with some of the advertising and things like that. I'm not sure if he's doing anything else in an official capacity. I can't remember. When he, was, he the, um, was he the starter and he was literally launching airplanes, like picking them up like gliders, like those like little like... <laughs> Foam gliders, and he was launching people into the box. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, that's exactly I right. Snor- I just snorted. <laughs> just throwing them into the air. Yeah. All right. You're ready the to engine, go. The engine wasn't on yet. I'm already at V and E. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So I was talking talking to them a little bit uh, about that, and this year they're calling it the uh, silicon Silicon Valley Sizzler. Um, I, I don't know if that's homage to uh, my one of my favorite restaurants, Sizzler. Steak and all-you-can-eat shrimp is pure fire. I, yeah. I haven't been to a Sizzler in 25 years. Yeah. Probably been 25 years. <laughs> um, the uh, restaurant that has Pepto-Bismol on the dessert menu? Yes. It's in the salad bar. Oh, it's actually, It's actually on the... It's, yeah, it's, there's a tub of it, and you just... They just pump it into the air conditioning, so you're just constantly yeah. breathing in pepto-bismol. <laughs> just as precaution, and and possibly meth. Yeah, possibly. Um, but yeah, Silicon Valley Sizzler is the name of the contest mm. this year. Not my favorite. Not the the the. I don't know if I would have picked that name, but um, be that as it may, uh, there it is. Um, and you know everybody's getting started early. This is like re- they really want to get behind. You know, kind of pumping up the contest and having it be a, a big a big deal. So. I'm, Super excited for that. So uh, t- pay attention uh, or stay tuned, I guess, uh, for for more on that. Might get Dean on the podcast. We'll get Joey on the podcast, too. Um, and yeah. I think I want to say it's um, June 1st through 3rd. I'm, I'm trying to find the link, and I, I can't find it. But uh, I think I have that right. But we'll give an update on that as it uh, kind of gets closer. Um, yeah. But talking to them yesterday about uh, just, you know, uh, helping promote it and and getting the word out there and it must have been in my mind uh contest must have been in my mind for some reason i don't yeah, know you got contests on the brain contests on the brain but <laughs> um yeah um what else has been going on um just gearing up for the season we have had no snow um in new york it's been lovely yeah that's um, crazy in fact last week you were you were flying you were going flying yes. when we finished the podcast. Yeah, went flying. Um, I didn't get to use my lift helmet. Um, a little bit of an issue with my comm set because I put the new Bose jack in. So there's a little issue with that. So I couldn't use it. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, not a big issue. It just didn't work right. So I uh, went back to using my bonehead. And my bonehead's, you know, it's a great helmet too. So I can't complain that much about it. But I'm 
still excited to one day use the lift helmet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, why am I snorting so much? Um did that um not really, you know, it's it's a little bland here right now. It's crazy too because like the contest it always like catches me off guard the contest season. Like the first contest in the East Coast is the Snowbird down in Florida. That's in March. Mm-hmm. So that's like six weeks away. Not even. Um that's so right I think about that and like you know, I guess Florida the Florida training down south is a lot different than up here. Like they're obviously training and everything like that, getting ready ready for a contest and stuff. So it's just it's weird to think about that I'd have to be ready to fly contests in, in five, six weeks right now. So yeah, and there's um, no slouches down there. It's it's no. um they kind of bring it. Yeah. And um I don't know. I um and then this week I was perusing a lot with like the game birds and stuff like that. I I gotta be I'm just such a fan. I'm a fan. I just I'm a fan of the brand. I, I'm liking the game bird, like what they got going on. I like their whole thing in in Arkansas, that state of the art airport with the warbirds going on there and all the aerobatic stuff and the restaurants and uh the, it seems like it's a nice little community of game bird owners. Like it's I don't know. I'm I'm into it. Like, how do you feel about that? Does it does it make you want to buy an airplane? And how much does it, seriously? Like, does it? How much does that make you want to get into uh, the buying a game bird? You know, it's certainly a community. It's 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 the most um, engaged community right now in aerobatics. I think that yeah. I think that's that's undeniable, right? If you look at like, you know, you have IAC chapters, and you have various levels of engagement to um, very active, very uh, communicative chapters, very close chapters to chapters that are you know basically shouldn't even be chapters, right? And you have everything yeah. in between. Then you have you have aircraft communities, right? The extra community, like we all you know we all glam together. Um, although I wouldn't say we do it like Gamebird does it. Um, I, I can't I can't think of any other element in in kind of um, maybe niche aviation or specialized aviation like like aerobatics is uh, where you have this group like you do with Gamebird. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that, that I love it either, um, but I don't I definitely don't hate it. Uh, well, let me ask you a question. Do you want to go to Game Fest zero zero two? Meaning, honestly, I think it would be super fun. Right? I would go. Uh, I would go as a non-owner. I, I think it I would, would be super go. fun. Yeah. No, I, don't I th- think you're I allowed think to go. Great. And that's so okay. I'm. Thank you for saying that. And I'm not. You might be right. I'm not. That's not confirmed. But I think you are right. I think it's only given to owners, right? Um, but you touched on something, and that's like a little bit my my kind of problem with this group is are they trying to act a little too exclusive no and i'm gonna tell you why because there are a lot of extra owner not a lot i take that back there are some extra owners that are complete douchebags and that will go out of spite to shit talk the whole thing yeah so you almost have to make it exclusive and like it's not it's not that it's exclusive i think that's like you know you're you're making a big investment into buying an airplane and this is like a thank you like hey thanks for spending half a million dollars in our company uh we're going to treat you like so yeah. why should why should somebody who doesn't make that investment 
or or doesn't have that product, whatever, be allowed to come in. Like that's not, you know, if if you just dropped a half mil on a game bird and then, you know, some other person like off the street pretty much just shows up and gets to enjoy like, you know, because the the company I'm assuming is successful and and um making revenue. So like, you know, they're they're got a nice little catering thing going on, a little banquet or whatever the heck they're flying around like why should why should somebody who didn't spend any money towards that company be allowed to enjoy the, the fruits of that no i i don't disagree with that i i was more thinking in my head when i was saying that that like you know you look at the social media aspect of gamebird owners and you know in our chat groups people have differing opinions on on kind of the motive behind or like the driving force behind um People making these Instagram handles, right? Like you have like Gamebird West, Gamebird yeah. East, Gamebird North, Gamebird South, Gamebird Canada, Gamebird AZ, Gamebird Nevada. And it's like, okay, um, these are individual people that own Gamebirds. Um, obviously, they're, you know. But think about it. Can, can, can I interrupt you? Yeah. What would you rather have? Would you rather have those like handles like Gamebird West, Gamebird this, which... I think it's cool what they're doing. Or would you rather have yeah, like the influencer? Would you, would you rather like like uh, Tommy Gamebird too? Follow me on it's like oh my god, these aviation oh. influencers are just driving me up the fucking wall. No, and we talked about a couple yesterday. Uh, it honestly, it's uh, getting like out of hand. It's so fucking annoying. It's to the it point where I like delete it, social because it it yeah. comes up automatically with my shit sometimes, and I'm like, this is just cringy. No, and like unfortunately, the algorithm promotes stuff like that because you know it gets engaged more and and so it, we get targeted more um yeah with and a it's lot funny of too stuff. because like th- these quote-unquote inf- what i want to call them an influence but whatever i know these people that like are trying to push themselves in aviation like after a year they run out of material so the material gets so desperate looking well there's no know, material like, anyway yeah i you know, know like, and then it just becomes so diluted and desperate looking it's just like just stop just fucking yeah stop just i agree stop. with you uh and I like the content. So like, I'm not, um, Oh, I like I'm genuine I'm, content. Well, that, but that's what I mean. Like with Gamebird, like I, I, I'm not complaining about the content. It's just an interesting, it's creating an interesting culture. Right. And like, if you come yeah. into this world and we've talked about it before, like you look at the cultures of like, you know, biplane owners, like the pits world, right? Like dude, pits, pits owners and, and, and they're diehards, right? Christian Eagles, uh, yeah. owners, um, you own an Eagle or, or you like Eagles, like that's your brotherhood. Right. And like, you have this, you have a group, you have a fraternity, um, extra. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that they ever had that, but like, certainly we all get grouped in. Right. Um, it's very singular group. It, it's a, it's a singular group and I, I'm not, like everybody knows extra. everybody, but doesn't talk to everybody. That's a little bit. And that's the thing I, I do. I am a little envious because I feel like, um, there's yeah. definitely more community in like the pits community. Um, people are a little bit more, uh, they keep things kind of close to the chest in the extra community. Like, you know, I was talking to somebody, um, down South, um, about extra stuff and I've always been pretty transparent. Like if I break something on my airplane, I'll post a picture of it or I'll tell somebody. Cause like maybe somebody can learn from that. And we've mm-hmm. had this conversation several times yeah. on this podcast. I've known several people that have had significant issues with extras. Like I'm talking significant. Okay. Like 
maybe maybe almost die or almost crash significant issues whether it's because of uh whether it's uh, um owner induced or 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 just simple fatigue or what you know whatever the reason is you know there's been some significant things occur um on the extra side and everybody just is like nope don't don't tell anybody push it in the hangar secretive um I actually really hate that, that, that kind of stuff, that kind of mentality really, really gets to me. Now that's not to say that that kind of like, oh shit happens with game bird. Let's not, let's keep it under wraps. That's, that's already, we know that's happened. The the community already knows that 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 stuff happens, but um, you know, like the builder community in the pits world, like much more kind of receptive to be sharing like potential issues. Hey, this is kind of a watch item on your next annual, check this out or replace this or, do that. And I don't get that same feeling from the extra community at all. It's very much a, you know, I, I don't know. I don't get, do you, do you feel like there's community with extra owners? Cause I don't. No, it's a little bit elitist. You have to be friends, right? Like, like we're friends. And if, if we didn't have extras, we'd still be friends. Um, I'm not friends with anybody because they have an extra. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I do like the idea, and maybe we're playing too much into this, but I do like the idea a little bit that that Gamebird kind of has this. You know, everybody's kind of feeding off each other, and there is a little bit yeah, of a lift cool. up. It's cool. It is cool. It's cool to see. I still really want to fly one. I I'm I'm still a fan, and I think it's cool. I I'm still excited every time I see Joey Bowflex fly with Sean. Um my excitement grows because of Sean having a sponsor on the side of that airplane and the potential yeah. for having that team come. I really, really am excited for that. Um, I'd also really, really like to get Sean on to talk about it. Um, I, I like it. I like the community. I like what they're doing. Um, it'd be, it, you know, if they want to have game bird uh, game fest for an owner exclusive only thing, that's great. They should also have, I think once a year, they should throw kind of a general party. Because honestly, I would go. I'd go. I'd go say hi to Philip. I'd love to see the facility. I'd love to hang out. You know, it'd be yeah. fun to talk about it on the podcast. Um, extras come, they're, you know, they're they're going to do a party, right? Um, I think they're doing it before Oshkosh in, in DeLand for the new facility. That's definitely open to everybody, I would imagine. And that would be super fun. It'd be super fun to have more of those. It would be. And like, even with Game Fest, it'd be cool. Like, maybe they could do like one of those days at the Game Fest, like they can open it to the public for the afternoon for anybody to walk in and like check it out and everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe yeah. that's where they're going for it. I, lo- I actually really like that idea a lot. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, I, I think it's really cool what they're going. I do too. I do too. Um, yeah. Speaking of Joey Bowflex and speaking of Game Bird, uh, looks like his plane's going into production, and he picked his paint scheme. That's pretty cool. I know. I knew it was going to be red. You had to have known it was going to be red. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think he picked a, a a a scheme very reminiscent to his uh, Super Decathlon. Yeah, but no, it looks good. Definitely. Um, I I guess he's going to keep his Super D, or maybe he's just keeping it until. No, I think he's selling it until he. Uh... He put it up for sale, Is I he? think. That'd I know he sold the Nancy. Nice airplane. Oh, oh that's he? a beautiful airplane. Yeah, that's a beautiful airplane. Yeah, uh, his um, his Bonanza is gone. Yeah, but um, a lot of new air. This is going to be a lot. Twenty three is going to be a really cool year, especially with like 
you know, Luke and and Ryan with their new airplanes. They got a Sukhoi and an SC. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I think there's going to be some um, extra NGs that are going to be competing more. So it's going to be great to see how We'd those love to do. See that. Maybe some more game birds in competition. So um, did I, yeah, speaking super, of which, super pumped. Did I ask you this last time? Because this was, so I had a couple things that I wanted to talk about. I don't think, actually, in fact, I don't think we talked about it because um, the curveball that you brought up was so good that that, yeah. <laughs> that I mean, that was such a better, it was a better topic and it was so much more fun to talk about. And I think way more relevant to what was going on, um, you know, right now. Um, but my question, I think, as we, we were started to talk about something with two seat airplanes or um, kind of getting into it. My question to you, I don't think I posed this to you, but I'm curious to see your thoughts because you mentioned NG. Obviously, we want to see the game bird compete. Um, do you think the future of unlimited aerobatics can be two seat unlimited airplanes like the MX2? Do you think there's going to become a point when an MX2, an NG and a game bird are going to be enough to be legitimate unlimited competitors? Well, I think the MX2 is the only two seat that's legitimately enough to to fly unlimited. I think so too. I don't. But, I, I I was gonna say I don't. I actually don't know that I would categorize the Game Bird or um, the NG as unlimited capable. Meaning, obviously, G you know G handling is not an issue. Um, maneuver wise, they can do everything, but can they do it to an unlimited standard? And this is really what goes back to like you know, Jim Burke's list on, on kind of what categories these airplanes should fly in. And, you know, it, there was a lot of tongue in cheek and, and there were some mistakes on there. Like let's not, you know, uh, <laughs> let's not make any bones about it. You know, there were some mistakes on there, but in a lot of ways he wasn't wrong. Right. Is the mid, does the mid wing extra have what it takes to do unlimited? Sure. Is it an unlimited capable airplane? I don't think it is. I, I would say absolutely not. Like winning. Yeah, it can't win. Because, I mean, it you have to start. The presentation is so important to, to, to be a winner yeah. know, these days. Uh, it's so can't... much more than just the G tolerance of the airplane and, you know, the capability or the ability of that airplane to just simply do in a maneuver. Like, it can do unlimited. You know, a 300L can do unlimited. Sure. Yeah. But can it compete in unlimited? I would, I would, I would absolutely agree that that the argument would be no. I don't even know yeah. that it could do advanced. I mean, in fact, you know, uh, there's so many variances uh, with the pilot pilot ability. But you know, we kind of saw the midwing in advanced at nationals, and you know, it it does. It just there's no getting around the fact that it presents a little bit differently. Yeah. Well, you can't start at the. I don't think you can start at the bottom of the box like you can like an MX2 or no SC way. And no way. You're not gaining anything in a, in a in a midwing. No way. No. It doesn't have the energy. Um. I would I would absolutely agree with you. I think the MX2 is probably the closest. It's the only airplane right now that you could probably throw a single place canopy on, and win nationals. Like you could like Rob could win nationals in his MX2, without a doubt. I, there'd did. be no doubt in my mind. Yeah, and he did. Absolutely. I just mean, I mean, and that was several years ago. Um, not, not that the landscape's really changed. He was still right. competing against SCs. Um, and not that really Unlimited has gotten any, you know, objectively harder. Um, but uh, he did. Absolutely. He absolutely yeah. did. 
No, I, I was, I it's such an incredible airplane. It's just you, you wish that there was more in them almost, right? I I, I kind of wish there was more. Um, and I know you couldn't certify that airplane um, in its configuration, but seeing that we, you know we've we've beaten this horse to death. But seeing if they just doubled production, <laughs> it would be incredible. And honestly, aside from maybe just not wanting a, se- a a second seat, I don't know that. I don't know. I mean, it would be kind of not. It, the MX two is a good. It's a good sell, right? Yeah. That it's a good sell. You know, worst case scenario, you can throw a roller bag in the front seat and strap it down, and that you know you got to travel. You got your traveling airplane. It's fast to get to a contest, and it's Super truly fast. unlimited capable. Um. Whereas I don't know yeah. that the game bird or the NG, can they do it? Can they, can they f- literally fly unlimited figures? Can they fly yes. the unlimited known? Yes. I, I just don't know how good somebody has to be to overcome the shortcomings of those airplanes. Right. And, yeah. and it's not even, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know, but, but will these airplanes get there? Will some, will we see an unlimited a legitimate unlimited two seat certified airplane again, because arguably the 300 L I guess, and the 300 for that matter, you know, like we were, that kind of was, we were seeing certified airplanes, certified two seat airplanes that were, that were able, they were the upper echelon. They were the top echelon of airplanes. Granted that, you know, there was always a single seat unlimited experimental performer, but these airplanes were able to do, absolutely uh stay in the mix and they they or, absolutely cannot now or do you just go all out spend five hundred thousand dollars and buy a pits s2c i mean that's that's another can we talk about works. that <laughs> what was the okay so guys i went on to aviat's website i was bored i was on a flight home from phoenix and uh and i just happened to be like you know what i'm gonna see if if they even have a price for the s2c and they do. And you can buy a 2023 S2C. Um, and I basically spec'd it out. So the base price is $436,100. Okay. $436,000. And I, I played around a little bit with the um, the options. So, you know, an upgraded radio package, which I don't know what it just radio package one and radio package two. Um, radio package two is a, is a Garmin GTN 635Com and GPS. A GTX transponder and an intercom. Um, Radio package one is a Becker com and, and um, transponder with the same intercom. So it's kind of a pricey, uh, pricey com, ba- very basic uh, radio package, right? No, no G3X or anything like that. Um, I added on the racer canopy, which was $14,600. Um, so that's, you know, on, on in addition to the two place, uh, at least I think. Uh, the two place canopy um, and then basically added a bunch of uh, individual little options like slip indicators, hooker, front harness, smoke system. Um, and that priced out to $483,734. Interesting. <laughs> so $484,000 for a 2023 Pitts S2C. Don't you just love that? It's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, pretty it's, wild. it's pretty wild um I, I don't know there's a reason why there's just a reason why they're not selling i mean nobody's gonna buy one yeah 
Well, one you could buy a used one for a buck eighty or a buck sixty, whatever the heck it is now, a buck fifty. Yeah, the resale um, market on those is terrible. Yeah, no, it's no problem. Um, no, and they come with the hard claw. Isn't the claw worth like 60, 60 grand? I don't know if that does come with the hard claw. Does it? Did it list a hard on there? Let me see. I want to see if it does. It just says Hartzell Aerobatic three plate three blade propeller. I don't know if it's a claw. It might. I don't know. Can you imagine. It and might. even like Game Birds came up in, in price too. Game Bird, a, a, a Game Bird, a stock Game Bird, whatever is uh, like 600. I think it's 609. Yeah. 607. Sorry. 607. Seven. Um, that does not surprise so, me. Yeah. So it's, I don't know if we're, you think we're getting to a point where, because aerobatic pilots are nutty to begin with. And then you got to yeah. be a real nut job to spend a lot, you know, this much money on an aerobatic plane that is tandem, you know, and you ratchet yourself down into the seat. So it's, uh, you know, whatever you want to think about. But, um, I mean, where's the, where's the, the price limit where people are like, now, where most of the, the general people are going to be like, nah, that's, that's just, no, no. Um, I thought it would have been, Gosh, I thought it would have been maybe around like the half million dollar mark, like $500,000 where people would really start being like, okay, this is kind of crazy for, for what we're using this thing for, um, you know, just flying acro. Cause I don't think a lot of people cross country their airplanes, um, that many times per year to justify it as a cross country platform. Um, but you know, 600 grand uh for for a two-place airplane that um is like you could say it's multi-purpose but really it's it's really for going up there and, and beating yourself up a little bit in the occasional you know cross-country trip um it's a good point like how many how many people that own these airplanes venture out and actually you know use it as a cross-country machine although i talk more to more than and like more four people, times a year well, it's interesting because I like the more I talk to people, it, it's kind of like uh, it's almost like the airplane, like the Game Bird, fits in the market of like you're not you, nobody's buying a Game Bird to compete. You know, like it, I'm sure people are. I, I'm, what I mean is, is you know, in in your mind, it's like that's not you're not buying that airplane to compete. You're buying that airplane to maybe compete, but that's not the that's not the focus, right? Is competition. It's not it's not the best competition rig. Um, you're not buying it to do air shows, but although you might buy it and perform air shows in it, um, it's not the airplane to buy to do cross countries, but you can do cross countries in it. It's almost like that um, jack of all trades, master of none type of scenario. Um, and that that sounds like I'm being mean to the game bird. I'm not. But it like it fits the mission of like somebody's like, you know what? I've never competed. Maybe I want to someday. Um, yeah. But I like aerobatics. Um, I'm not going to fly coast to coast, but you know, I've got a house in, uh, you know, I live in California and I've got a house in Arizona and I want to be able to get there fast with a bag. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want a certified airplane. Okay. Um, and I want to be able to go upside down if I want. Okay. Like, yeah. Uh, in, in terms of, uh, airplanes that kind of fit similar missions, I mean, an RV would really wouldn't because you're not, you know, I know people have competed with an RV 
uh, but you're not. Let's let's be yeah. real. Nobody people aren't competing with RVs really. Um, there might be one or two a year at a, at a given regional contest, but that's not really a fair uh, airplane to like fit that same mission of like, oh, if I want to do a contest, I can, and I don't have to think about it. You know, the Gamebird's right. very very capable of doing a contest, uh, even in advanced. And it's kind of like the guy home. the guy showing up to like a softball game with equipment from like the nineties. It's like okay, you could play, but like just just get a metal bat, man. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a bad yeah. analogy? I don't Even know. For our Canadian friends, it'd be like the guy showing up to like the pickup hockey game and like, you know, he's got like the face mask from the Miracle, the 1980s movie, The Miracle on Ice or something like that, where it looks like the Jason mask. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it works, but just get a regular mask, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, so like you look at, um, you know, Joe is a good example. Like if you look at like where Joe is in his aerobatic experience, kind of, I say career, you know, it's a hobby, but like his position in what he's doing right now, right? He's, he's obviously flying with Sean to get, to get used to the game bird um, and get kind of a good foundation uh, for when he picks his up, but he's, you know, competing sportsman. This is an airplane that he can jump, you know, he can learn and then jump into intermediate and he can get to contests pretty quickly in and he can teach people aerobatics in if he wants to um, or give rides. Yeah. And it's an airplane that he can that he can grow with. And then several years down the road, maybe, you know, if he's in advanced, um, the airplane will do it. Yeah. Like that's a that's a pretty good snapshot demographic of of kind of what this airplane's doing or who's buying this airplane. I think too, like I think, and I said it, the, the biggest, one of the bigger things that Gamebird has working for them is their, their factories here. And like, if you look at yeah. extra, most of their, the, I would, I would, uh, I would bet that over 50% of their sales of airplanes have been to the U S. So, which is odd because like nobody, all these sales maybe like, a half a dozen people have actually been to the factory or maybe more, but like the hardcore guys, but most of the people don't go to the factory. They don't see it. They don't feel it. And I think Gamebird having their facility here, um, I think that facility alone closed a lot of deals. I think that if it was set up the same way as extra was set up and say it was like an overseas company or whatever, I don't know if uh, uh, Joey Bowflex would have, I what it would have gotten. I mean, maybe Gamebird, but like, I think there would have been, it would have been more of a decision for him going into an NG or a game bird. I think, I think him going there and, and talking to the owner and the engineers and seeing how it's produced, you know, gives you peace of mind and, and shows you the, the caliber of, of production that's going into it and, and gives, gives value to what you're spending. You yeah. Know? I mean, there's value in an extra, but like Joey's not an engineer. He's not, he, he's not a paint. He's never been to a paint shot or paint. So like, and also you the process of buying you, an extra is very value. German. It's very German. Uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. the most German way to buy something, right? Um, it's here's a price sheet. Pick what you want. Everything else is extra. Um, and let us know. Yeah. And the prices change um, whenever we want, you know, um, because currency changes and, and things yeah. like that. And there's uh, value whereas, to community. There's a, there's a there's a value to that 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 dynamic of of being around game other owners and hearing you know, how they feel about the airplane and, you know, there's value to uh, 
um, where the heck is it in Arkansas? Um, Bentonville. Bentonville. There's value to being able to go to a facility in Bentonville if something's if you need like a if you messed up and you dinged something, you can get it replaced. For there's, I 100%. I don't know. I mean, I, I just no. There's I'm, value I'm there. there. I would there's never absolutely value there. Buy a new extra again. I can't afford it. Number one, but it's just I'm not I'm not gonna be a phony and be like oh if I could buy something like I'm not buying anything, but I can. I can see why people would choose a game bird over an NG at this point, because everybody that is vocal about the game bird and the NG for the most part that everybody hears about are usually a top caliber pilot. They've flown a lot of different platforms. They've they're advanced unlimited. And like, I get their opinion, but like, let's, you know, in face value, like every extra owner, there's extra owners out there that rarely go upside down in their extras. There's extra owners that do a loop and a roll and that's it. Like, so this airplane, like they don't, they, if you put them in a game bird and an NG, they don't, they, they perform the same. So there's no, you're not getting, gaining customers from yeah. a performance standpoint. You're gaining customers by, does it look good? Yeah. Okay. So let me, let me go and check it out. Does it feel good? Um, Cause the seating position in the game bird is totally different than an extra. You know, what do I like? What's more comfortable for me? Okay. And um, okay. Like, Where's the company? Oh, it's in Germany. Oh, it's in the U.S. Okay, so there's there's uh, performance to me doesn't stack very high with with their um, um, target market. Yeah, you know, or their market share. So like, um, I don't know. I just uh, I think it's really cool what they got going on. Um, I kind of want to go back to Bentonville. Um, I really enjoyed my time there when I went there to go tour the factory and 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 fly the airplane i happen to um, like the way that the plane flew um but i hadn't flown i've never flown an ng and i've never flown an mx2 i've only flown uh lx's and l's and um that's pretty much it monoplane wise i think um i'd love to fly the ng yeah i mean it looks sick i mean aaron did aaron did a phenomenal job flying the four or the six minute free (laughs) oh fuck um but that's oh my god aaron what is aaron gonna be flying in 23 i've heard some scuttlebug that uh, it's not my place to say but i do hear that there is a a platform he is looking into and it is unlimited capable those are the only hints don't ask me i'm not gonna say anymore that's guys that's that's uh Jeff Petroselli, <laughs> uh, you can you can message him on Facebook. Um, Zipco is actually Zipco is actually making a new airplane called the Edge 1080. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Tony Hawk edition. Yes, yeah, Tony Hawk edition. <laughs> um, well, I I wonder if he's uh, maybe purchasing this 2017 330 LX that just went on controller a couple days ago for this is 2017 for four hundred and ninety one thousand dollars. Cocaine's a powerful drug. <laughs> Holy shit, man. But think about it. But let, let's just think about it, right? So 490, 490-ish, right? Yeah. Or you can w- and it had 85 hours on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what options on it. So this is kind of like a very general term, but it's got a smoke system. <laughs> They've got side gauges. <laughs> it's got side it's two side gauges. It's got ADSB. I mean it's basically it's got the Becker Com. That's that's ve- that's the baseline. Um 
you know, comm set up for, for extra. This, so this was, you know, a base model extra with smoke system. Yeah. Um, but I can't compare. I don't know what new because extra doesn't publicize their prices online. So like, what do we really, how do, what do we really know what LX is out the door going for? We don't know. And that's why, like, I think again, like maybe people like go to extra and they're like, Hey, like I'm looking to get some preliminary information on buying an LX. Like what's, what do you guys charge? And if they're like, um, well, why don't you just come down and we'll talk about it. And the guy, probably the business guy is probably like, no, like what, what's your base price? Yeah. (laughs) They're like, um, 470 ish. I think <laughs> <laughs> like you can't our get a straight, list, you, our price list verbal, changes every, every 72 hours. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it all is. non-committal and it's just like, you know, you could ask and you get a price, but it's verbal and it's like, I don't know. It's just for some, usually the people that have this kind of dough, like have half a brain and, you know, kind of want to know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like that was kind of an issue that I not an issue, but that was kind of the strange things that that I always had with extra. It's like, just, what's your price? Like, why? It's almost like they're not embarrassed to say, but like they just like don't want to publicize it. Does it change from owner to owner? Like, what's the deal? Like, just be upfront at this point. Well, and you know, not to get into like stuff that we can't talk about, um, not to be cryptic, but like. You know, just a relationship with Southeast Arrow and 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 kind of looking at that back in the day and just I'm not gonna say it's like shmarmy or or even like um kind of like good old boys club. It, there's a little bit of that where like you know the prices the the prices seem to fluctuate at Southeast Arrow a little bit. I guess I'll say that. You know, when you kind there of was look no at price. It, there was no price. <laughs> no. That's what that's what I mean. That's it's like like a common ask, conversation would be like, Well, what would you pay for yours? And then like, I'd be, then like, you get into this like corner where it's like, well, what if I like give them a price that's lower than what they pay? Now they're going to go back. They're going to like talk, not talk shit about me, but then like, I'm going to be to blame for this huge fight that happens, you know, that like, why is Petro paying less than what I'm paying? You know, why did he, well, and it's just that idea weird. right there is crazy. The fact that you have to feel like that, the the, yeah. the fact that like, that even enters your mind. I mean, nobody at Gamebird is having that discussion. Here's the price. Yeah, like, and granted, I, I have no doubt that there's been like, you know, Sean didn't pay retail. Let's be fucking real which, clear here. That's a given, though. It's a given. He bought five of them. First of all, <laughs> you know, you get that group discount. You know, um, yeah. But there's but value also, to Gamebird because he's gonna be when you're tour when you're the top aerosol performer touring around the whole country. 100%. And then you have a, a an actual social media following with like a major sponsor, so you're getting a lot of touch marketing. Like, there's a value to Gamebird. There's it's there's value. Yeah, but like just um, going in there and being like, hey, like you know, and like just trying to nico- I don't know. There's what value? Where's the value there? I, yeah. I I think, you know, short of maybe some little deals here and there, just it's kind of like buying a car, you know, you're, there's going to be a few thousand dollars variance in two people buying the same exact car on the same day. Just it just depends on, you know, who, who the seller was, what their <laughs> mood was, what you negotiated, 
but it definitely extras just seemed to be kind of there was no price to debase on. Did I get a good deal or not? Oh, I overpaid by a few grand. Okay, well, I mean, like whatever. Or um, did I pay twenty five thousand dollars more than the guy next to me that just ordered two hours earlier? Like that, you, you had no idea, no idea. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Um, it really is. Yeah, but yeah. they're great. That the thing is, like extra phenomenal airplanes. I mean, like they can, we can cry and hoot and all you want about this stuff, but it's like all they all they they don't have to say anything. They just point to world champions. I'm like, okay. That's, That's thing. nice. They don't Here have to make go. a price list. They don't have to. They don't have to sell. And in fact, they don't sell. If you notice, extra doesn't advertise. They have an Instagram, but they, you know, Walter posts. Walter and 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 Marcus and Eric posts. Uh, you know, a uh, maybe a, a plane rolling off the line. You know, with a pretty paint job, and that's about all yeah. they do, which is more than enough for extra. Like that, they they it's it's an airplane that needs no introduction. It needs no advertising. And they have a wait yeah. list. Yeah. Um, same kind of same thing with American champion. You know, you don't really see American champion pumping out super decathlon advertising um, and, and really marketing that airplane real hard. It's like they got Greg Koontz flying, flying demo airplanes uh, in air shows and um, they're sold out for the year. I, I looked on American champ. So when I looked at Aviat, I wanted to see what an extreme decathlon would go for. And the price isn't on the website, but what is on the website is that they're 2023 orders are sold out really so yeah you can't you cannot order you cannot get an airplane delivered this year uh, a super decathlon it Jeez. will be next year um so obviously i mean all these manufacturers that are that are that are kind of relevant and worthy of of the market are are they have a wait list all of them do mx does extra does gamebird does American champion does Aviot like, dude, we got, we got, we got a pits halfway done from 2011. We'll, f- we'll finish this shit up for you. I'll be Give us $480,000. Oh my God. But I guess he, he, okay. Here's another thing though. If game bird is 609 or 603, whatever it was, you sent it to me. Um, 607, 60, basically 608, 607, 700. Uh, so let's call it 608. Um, is that is that configured? Is that like, kind of like spec'd out to the to the max, or is that kind of base price? Um, that's the base price. It came to like, well, I did a single place canopy that added money, not to the 607. Okay. It came, but like, you know, let's call it. I mean, how much more in extras could you get? Um, I'm just going through it right now. Canopy, no. So we're still at 607. Um. And I think that I think that comes with the uh, G3X in the back. Okay, it so that's does, pretty sweet. Um, yeah, like you, you're paying six ten for oh sight gauges. Oh, to charge for sight gauges now, getting hardcore. But oh you know, you look at six ten. Let's call it six ten. Um, you compare that to a pits. It's a hundred and twenty thousand dollars less. I mean, does that make the pits unreasonable? I don't know. I don't. Th- I guess not. I'd rather have now. I'd rather pay a little at that at that point when you're in those kind of money. You pay a little bit more, and you get you get and a GB. It just beats it in everything, unless you 100%. want fucking fabric. But like, no, no, one hundred percent. It's not. It's not even a contest. It's without a doubt. 
Yeah. You, you choose Gamebird yeah. 100% every time. Um, but, um, but you just look at the market. Like, it's like, okay, I guess, I guess if we're paying 610 for Gamebird, then I think we're going to start, I think we're going to start seeing, um, a lot more of the late nineties unlimited planes coming up in advance and even unlimited. I think you're going to start seeing if I could predict something, I think that we're going to start if they're still here, I, more caps in, in, uh, in advance and unlimited. I think we're going to see edges make a, a slight comeback. Um, and I think that um, if it were me, um, I don't know if I'd buy one, but I'd be looking at the um, single place and two place S box. And maybe shipping one over here for for what they're worth. I you know I want to check out the safety and everything. I know they had an AD with the engine mounts, but yeah, I don't know how hardcore that thing was. So I think you're going to start seeing that two hundred thousand and under price range uh, making making a way back here um, for airplanes. I think also you might see some people getting getting a little um, not funky. Um, it's the right word here. I was going to say like taking taking 300 L's because they're because the value seems to be a lot lower on 300 L's and and doing like a big weight savings on them and putting a 580 or maybe up, upgrading the motor a little bit for the right price and just taking a ton of weight off it to make it more advanced capable because I think that it's just I mean used LX's are a half million dollars. Dude, you make a you good know, point. Like, you know, like in fact, we should I haven't I haven't heard anything from Mike Vankin in a long, long time, but he's got that modified 300 L yeah. that he does air shows with. Um, he might be kind of fun to get on the podcast because he's done some cool innovations to his 300 L obviously made it experimental, but he, he took the fabric off the side and kind of put a, um, a composite cap where the fabric goes. Yeah. Um, the single I think the seat, the front seat has a, like a 25 gallon header tank now. If I remember correctly, okay. um, I would be curious to see what the performance of that is like. And that you make, you bring an interesting point up, you know, like even, even like Mache's um, mid wing, you know, like you could do a few other little things to that. Yeah. It's a, it's already experimental. His is experimental or was made experimental. Um, it's uh, got a different prop on it. It's got a 10 to one Barrett motor. It's got some weight savings to it. If you did a few more little things like tweak, maybe tweak the rigging, um, got maybe a little more deflection out of the ailerons or something like that, or maybe, you know, um, we're able to do some different shovels or spades and you could, you could lighten the airplane up, give it some more power. It's got the, obviously he put the um, uh, Grove gear on it, which is not really anything performance wise, but if you did a few little performance tweaks to a midwing. I'm not saying it would be a world beater or anything like that, but for Local. let's call it 250 grand, 260 grand, like a pretty, pretty decent, maybe advanced, I don't know, mid pack, mid packer. I don't know yeah. if you did some tweak, if you, if you had the right, the right camp to do some of these tweaks an L the same way. I mean, the L, the L is so much more capable. Let's be real. I, I talk smack about the L and, um, not, not because I only talk, sh I talk shit about it because I can't fly it. Uh, worth a damn, but um, you know, it rolls so quick, but if you, if you did a few tweaks to um, kind of capitalize on the, the huge advantage that the L has presentation wise to roll faster than the midwing, 
and you, you know, yeah, just like you said, throw a 580 on it, a 10 to 1 580 or, or a, I mean, a, a 580 or a 10 to 1 540, you know, uh, dash 25 prop or, or better, uh, maybe throw a whirlwind, whirlwind on there or something like that. Or, um, and then you, you, man, you take some of the weight off, you know, cause there's, yeah. there's a lot of ways to save weight on these older extras. You know, a lot of them are, um, heavy composites. So you can, you know, there, there's ways to save, you know, you like there was, recal- I'm online. there was a, a 2010, it obviously sold, um, but there was a 2010 extreme air XA 41. So a single place extreme air 286 hours total time. So engine and prop 286 hours. Uh, it had a five, you know, 580 um, listed for a hundred, 135 pounds, 135,000 pounds. Was that 150 grand? Um, I don't Something know like that version. Well, right. So like, I mean, how do you, I mean, the, 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 to me, that's, that's a top tier choice for, for somebody who's in that 200 and under price range. I mean, an SC is just yeah. it's out of the question right now for a lot at that point, you know, you, you'd be putting yourself in the poor house yeah. and you know, whatever. And like, I don't know. Um, I kind of like this idea too, right now, what, like what we're seeing, um, because extra prices are so high and it's not even, you know, let's be real. Um, they're not high enough yet. There's still a 15 month wait list, 16 month wait list to get one, you know? Yeah. So like the demand is there, but I think people, because of the weight and because of the used market, like you might see one pop up here and there, but you, you know, everybody that's in the market for an SC, like we saw Luke do this. Uh, Mache did this, uh, not that he was in the market for an SC. It was more of just kind of him kind of geeking out, I think, but you know, he's made lists of like registered owners and like you can read everybody that, that wants an SC kind of knows the community and can just reach out like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to ask this person if they want to sell their SC. Um, because of all that right now, you really do have people kind of branching out and looking at other platforms. And you know what? The extreme air talk, talk shit about it. All you want guys. Um, absolutely a, that, that can be an assassin in advanced and unlimited. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, hundred percent. Without a doubt. Uh, Sukwa, same thing, you know? Yeah. Is it a little bit, you know, is it a little messier? Is it not as, uh, I don't know. The Sukwa doesn't have that kind of same, like, uh, whack appeal as, as an SC, right? Like the SC is like, if you want, if you want to be taken seriously to win something someday, I, I, I would imagine that most people feel like they need to show up in an SC. Like there has yeah. to be, whether that's conscious or subconscious, there probably is something to that. Right. Um, yeah. and then showing up in an extreme era or a Sukhoi. Okay. doesn't have the same sex appeal. doesn't have the same curve appeal. Um, you are buying into a platform. It's kind of like, uh, going to an iPhone convention with an <clears> Android. <throat> You're like, okay, well, like if I need a charger, I, I got to go find one. Cause like, I can't borrow any of your shit. You know, like if you fly an SC, like in yours breaks, you can go fly AJ's or you can go fly yeah. Luke's, um, or, or vice versa. Um, wasn't can't there really a do that if you have an extreme air? Wasn't there an extreme air single place for sale? The one in Arkansas, like a week ago. And now I can't find it. I guess it's sold. So yeah. Um, uh, Stu's Stu's extreme air was for sale. Um, we know somebody that was very, very deep into the pre-buy to buy it. And then the only reason this person switched to another airplane 
Um, I don't know if they want this public, so I don't want to blow their spot up, but they switched to another airplane. And the only reason they switched is because it just, this other airplane happened to come up for sale. That was the only yeah. reason. So um, this was a very, very, very nice extreme error, apparently. Um, very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even the two place, I bet the two place would be, you know, you, you find the two place extreme error, probably yeah, very relevant. Place flies a lot better than a single place, but I'm sure that that's high caliber type stuff that you and I are not capable of. <laughs> I just do my loops and rolls, man. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, amongst other things, I think that if I could predict something, um, I would say that you're going to see a lot more, not a lot more. I think that more caps and S-Box, Extreme Airs, that 200-ish price range edges, I think not, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it a comeback, um, but I think that's just uh, price dictates a lot of it. Yeah. And um, I think that we're just going to see it a lot more of them at the higher end level. So like at, at nationals and stuff like that, and predominantly mostly in the advanced category, I think unlimited is just, you know, people, you know, they make a commitment and honestly, you can't, you can't beat the SC at this point. Um, no, outside of an MXS. Um but uh, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I'm thinking. I agree with that 100. I, I think advances that category where it, it, it there's a level of seriousness that comes along. I've always been saying, I've always said this that you know primary sportsmen and intermediate are, are like very that's a very a hobbyist. You you don't have to put a lot of commitment both mentally, physically, and financially to to do well in those categories. You can find an S1 for twenty two thousand dollars that's clapped out to shit. And and win intermediate and probably win nationals in intermediate. Honestly, oh totally. Well, um, look at Lance, he super decathlon, and that's a yeah, less absolutely. capable airplane. Less capable airplane. So you can you can you can you know, th- those are very very uh, low low de- demand categories. Advanced and unlimited. Obviously, I you know I I you got to have a you got to take it seriously. It's a, like like I said that professional hobby or or you know whatever you want to call it because hobby is like a disservice. Because you you need to right. sacrifice. You don't have to sacrifice to do intermediate. You need to sacrifice to do advanced or unlimited. Um, and the the advanced category is c- that category where you can see an extreme decathlon, you can see a Pitts S one, and you can see an SC, and you can see everything in between. And the right pilot, I'm not you, I'm not saying anybody could ever win advanced um, in an extreme decathlon, but these airplanes like there's a whole host of airplanes if you look at like the fleet of airplanes that you can put in advance to be competitive it's it's so much larger than unlimited and a lot of these airplanes you can take an underperforming airplane and and throw 50 grand into it and actually have it be pretty competitive you know like you could take an s1 and give it the wolf treatment and and put a um you know a a hopped up motor in it and it'll do very well and and be competitive and maybe win potentially win um right i think what i the, the most exciting thing is you made a comment about seeing these kind of two hundred thousand dollars sub two hundred thousand dollar around two hundred thousand dollar 90s late 90s um uh two-seat certified airplanes extras man you get a clap you get you buy an airplane that's got a, a clapped out motor needs another thousand hour and you threw 50 60 70 grand into that thing 
I bet you can make a crazy advanced competitor out of it. And that would be super fun to see. Yeah. Um, Honestly, you probably could make an unlimited capable, you know, show up at a regional contest and maybe not zero, uh, not, not um, get the lowest score in unlimited, but certainly not. I I don't think nationally competitive, but um, I don't know. I, I think it'd be cool to see. I think that'd be cool to see. No, I mean, there's a lot of them out there. There's there's a ton of 300Ls that are old that are aging out. Yeah, yeah, and I, I honestly like even with the 300S, like I I think it's just extremely overvalued for what they're asking, like 190 grand, 200 grand. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, there's think, one in Texas. Yeah, um, I, for that. And obviously, it went up because of the price of existing other extras, but you know. Like I was talking about before, like if that if the three hundred S was back at like that one forty one thirty range where it was three years ago, four years ago, yeah. you know, you buy one of those, stick a sick oh. motor on it, and then bigger, t- you know, just fuck with it, and you know, obviously make it experimental. Um, and you know, if you could stay under a certain price range where it's, ec- it's quote unquote economical to have a a uh um like a almost not an almost sc but like have something that's very capable more than the uh, original s's were then you know it could be worth yeah. it but i mean like well, you look at the I, shp but, you know you look yeah. at uh kevin coleman like granted he's not he's not a competitor but like dude i mean his air shows the, his routine that's a very very high energy high um you know highly capable routine that that's a that's a he's not doing wing overs and hammerheads in his routine i mean he that's a very unlimited routine in that airplane and yes it's it, the shp is more more of an airplane than an s but not much more so i think the s man i think the s is still still a good competitive airplane especially yeah, if you put if you throw some exactly. mods to it oh oh yeah. yeah yeah you're right though they're expensive well, yeah, i don't know what i would get i mean yeah like right now if I had two hundred grand, like my my budget's two hundred thousand dollars. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I'd probably I'd either be looking at uh, an extreme air single seat or an Edge five forty. Yeah, yeah, you know, or obviously, but like American wise, um, American engine wise, um, a single seat S Bach or a uh, or an Edge five forty. I don't know what else could. Maybe I'm way off, but an edge would be amazing. Compares, yeah. No, an edge would be amazing. Um, I'm surprised Christian's has has not been sold yet. I know the wing. I know it needs, you know, that that airplane's in race configuration and and it needs to be brought to stock, and that costs money. But I mean, God, you look at you look at what an edge can do. Oh yeah, (laughs) I mean. That's probably the most capable, cheapest airplane. If you can find a stock one, right? That's not that you wouldn't have to put money into modifying. I would say that's yeah. a better that's a better grab than the Extreme Air. I'd say it's a better grab than the Sukhoi. Certainly, yeah. it's a way better grab than a 300S. Oh, 100%. That's a, that's a that's a hell of an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. But um but yeah, be uh curious I'm curious what Aaron. I know Aaron's um, looking for an airplane too. Um, 
So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what that person's going to get. And, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's a fun time with, with Acro right now and, uh, with game yeah. bird and everything like that. I want to get Philip back on the podcast and like get an update and let's reach out to him. His, yeah. Maybe he'll take our phone call. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's work on that. Maybe we'll get him on for next week. This sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um before we wrap up i i have to give uh ha- uh a happy birthday happy sweet 16 to sammy mason it's sammy's birthday today oh is he turning 14 he's turning 14 Aww. um wish him all the best he's he's almost old enough to get his permit no uh, i think he's turning 29 <laughs> um but uh happy birthday sammy happy birthday yeah speaking of speaking of edges and high high performers yeah um, um, I just sent you a picture of a of a um XA Extreme Air in Gamer <laughs> Dude, Colors. That looks pretty looks cool, sick. actually. Yeah, I actually sick. like that. That's a good yeah. looking airplane. <laughs> sick. Is that on like Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator or something? I don't know. It looks just, fucking dope. I just typed in Google I things like I can't afford. Things I'll never be able to afford. Things I can't buy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Happy Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you to Lyft Aviation. Oh, um, and we might have some new, uh, some new developments on some stuff for later on in the year, but uh, um, I I think uh, we might be talking about doing a live podcast at the Lyft booth in Oshkosh with some, with some guests. I love it. Plural. Yeah. So we're, we're going to work on that. We'll talk about that more. We're workshopping it, but uh, um, let us know if you guys want to attend a live podcast of fly cool shit at the lift aviation booth at Oshkosh. Um, and if we get enough interest, I think we'll do it. And then we'll, maybe we'll, uh, we'll get some lift by ambassadors on by the dozens. If we get, if we get two people, two people's a crowd, right? Or three's a crowd. Yeah. Three's a crowd. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe yeah. four, <laughs> maybe four, but, uh, yeah. Thanks to lift aviation for supporting the podcast. <laughs> Head over to liftaviationusa.com. Use the promo code fly cool shit. And you'll get some, uh, some dollars off, some buckaroos off, twenty five percent off. I love it. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to call them out. I don't want to call this person out. But um, thank you so much to people, to everybody that's that's uh, sent a donation to the podcast. It helps keep the podcast running. It's not free to to have a podcast, and as you can tell, we don't take a lot of random sponsors. Um, so anybody that sends any amount of donation uh is greatly appreciated and and uh, we got a donation last week and it's very much appreciated um so thank you to that person go buy a shirt or two or five flycoolshit.com slash merch and i'm done i'm done talking <laughs> get back to work <laughs> all right let's get back to work <laughs> all right guys we'll talk to you next week Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 